The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday, June 16th edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. A full 15-game slate to talk about here for Friday, although one of those 15 games underway already, the Baltimore Orioles and the Chicago Cubs playing the only day game on today's slate. But I'll get to the other 14 games, including a couple of plays that I have for today. Go through these games in rapid-fire fashion. I need to get down to the studio to record my Ohio-specific radio show, which if you're listening to this podcast in the state of Ohio, you can find that on various radio affiliates around the Buckeye State. You can hear that. I believe it's 11 o'clock on Saturday mornings. Uh, Depending on the station, I believe most of them doing it in that 11 o'clock hour following Lombardi line. So you can check that out wherever you listen to your sports talk radio in the state of Ohio. But before I get to that, I want to remind you of all the good things going on over at vcin.com. My MLB article Monday through Saturday, Zach Cohen does player prop stuff for us. Jared Smith doing first inning articles on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Danielle Alvari covering the WNBA from us from all angles, not only in written form, but also doing the Bet the W podcast, which you should absolutely listen to, along with our other podcasts here at vcin. We've got a very extensive podcast family so make sure that you check those out. One thing I want to mention, our NFL betting guide comes out June 29th. And that's a reminder that it's always football season here at VEASAN, which is why we're giving you our 2023 NFL guide early. Coming out June 29th, our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, Plus, best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. You can become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and reserve your copy of the guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. And you can sign up over at vsin.com 
slash subscribe. So again, that NFL betting guide coming out June 29th right here at vcin.com. All right, we got a bunch of games on the betting board for today. So let's go ahead and talk about those. And you know, look, as I mentioned, one of those games already begun that is at Wrigley Field where you've got the uh, Baltimore Orioles and the Chicago Cubs. But that still gives us plenty of things to talk about here on today's show. And we start in D.C., the nation's capital, Sandy Alcantara and Trevor Williams in this one. Marlins, about a $1.55 road favorite, total of eight and a half here. And to be totally honest with you, I thought this line was a little bit big when I was looking at the board here today. Alcantara just hasn't been the same guy this season. 475 ERA, 411 expected ERA, 378 FIP. So the advanced metrics do look a little bit better than his traditional ERA. But the strikeout rate is down. The walk rate is up. The left on base percentage is way down. He's a guy that just hasn't really looked like himself. And part of me does wonder if maybe this is some attrition from the heavy workloads over the last few seasons that he's had here. But it's always difficult to bet on Trevor Williams. I think the market is too sour on this guy. 411 ERA, 521 expected ERA, 532 FIP. He's given up a lot of home runs this season, so that's a bit of a problem. But you know that's a guy that, by and large, keeps his team in the game. And if you can do that against Alcantara and the Marlins, their bullpen is good, but not great. So thought this line was a little bit high. Markets seem to think so as well, as this number did move down a little bit overnight and throughout the morning, but just couldn't get there. No play for me on that one. I don't have a play in this game either, but I think it's interesting to see the Cardinals as a road favorite here against the Mets, Miles Michaelis, and Tyler McGill in this one. And the Mets, anywhere from minus 107-ish to minus 115, total of nine for this one. But Michaelis has been pretty good here of late. His season got off to a rough start coming out of the World Baseball Classic, like so many other guys, particularly for Team USA. But Michaelis has been pretty solid here of late. He's actually, you know, had a little bit of a rough outing last time out. But, you know, for the most part, he's a guy that really settled in in the middle part of the season. Now, the problem with the Cardinals in in a lot of these situations for them is they just look very disengaged. They just look like they don't really, you know, want to be there at this point in time. I mean, a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we're not necessarily privy to. Michaelis did give up five runs last time out against the Reds, but prior to that, had only given up 15 earned runs in his previous 10 starts. So good chance he gets back on track today. And for McGill, 514 ERA, 585 expected ERA, just too many walks, not enough strikeouts. The contact numbers aren't bad, but he doesn't have that margin for error, not getting strikeouts, too many free passes. I think this game is lined pretty fairly, and of course, you've got to keep in mind, any game for the Mets right now, they don't have Pete Alonso, who's of course a major cog in the middle of that lineup. Rockies and the Braves hit the over on this game yesterday. Braves won 8-3. to three. Maybe the Braves' run line would have been a better play with a little bit more value to it. But that being said, we still got there with a winner on the over. Braves jumped all over Kyle Freeland. A.J. Smith-Shaver was fine, but you know some of those regression signs kicked in, gave up a few runs in that start. There's a good chance for some more runs here today. The concerning thing in this game is that Colorado is the worst offense in baseball against lefties, and that's by a pretty wide margin. It's actually not very close. And they get a lefty here today in Jared Schuster. And Schuster's a guy who's got a 505 ERA, 451 FIP, and 35 and two-thirds. Bad strikeout rate, really bad walk rate. 
giving up some hard contact as well. If the Rockies are going to have success against any left-handed pitcher, a guy like Schuster would be one that they would have some success against. But I would anticipate the Braves have another decent offensive day. They face Dinelson Lamont, and Lamont has allowed 11 runs in 11 innings since moving back into the rotation. His last start was a little bit better. He had two earned on six hits over five, struck out five, did walk three. But in his three starts, he's allowed a 52.6% hard hit percentage and has just an 8.2% swinging strike percentage. So maybe we can go against Lamont and some of his starts where the Rockies aren't that big of an underdog, but I don't like either pitcher in this matchup. The thing is, this totals up to 10 and a half and asking for 11 runs in a major league baseball game is a pretty big number. We'll skip the Pirates and the Brewers because I've got to play in that game coming up later on in the show. But we'll go to the Giants and the Dodgers here. John Brebbia, the opener for the Giants. It would appear that Sean Manaya probably going to be the primary bulk reliever. Uh, Tristan Beck could, of course, make an appearance here as well. But Emmett Sheehan getting his debut for the Dodgers. They're $1.35 to $1.45 favorite out there in the marketplace. Total of 8.5 or a 9 with heavy under juice right now in this one. And Sheehan is a guy, 6'5", righty, 23 years old, making the leap from double-A directly. 186 ERA, 321 FIP, and 53 and a third innings pitched. 88 strikeouts for Sheehan in those 53 innings. So this is a guy that misses bats, has good stuff, lively fastball, good secondary stuff. Coming into the season, though, he was viewed as the number 17 prospect in this Dodgers organization, according to Fangraphs. Eric Longenhagen, who's their primary prospect guy over there, looking at him as more of a multi-inning relief weapon. So, you know, guys that don't really have a starter projection that sticks, they're going to get pushed down the prospect lists a little bit. But of course, as we know, the Dodgers do a really, really good job of developing arms. They've gotten a lot of guys to the big leagues, Walker Bueller, Dustin May, among many others. You've got guys like Michael Grove and Gavin Stone up at this point as well. Well, now Sheehan makes his debut and a guy with big swing and miss stuff in the minor leagues. So we'll see how that translates here for the Boston College product. But the Giants, they've been a pretty good team over the last several weeks here. Good offensively, one of the better records in baseball. Brebbia has been good in this opener role. He's only given up one run on six hits in eight innings as a starting pitcher. 325 ERA, 293 expected ERA on the whole. Good game here. We'll see what Sheehan looks like. We'll see if he's able to stick in the rotation for a little while here. But uh, an interesting matchup, to say the least. Moving over to the American League, Domingo Herman and Tanner Houck going to run it back here as those guys faced off last weekend between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Herman, look, again, I mean, this is kind of a simplified handicap, and this is true of a lot of starting pitchers that are out there. When he's not allowing home runs, he's pretty good. He's had three starts this season where he's given up multiple home runs. And those three starts account for 14 of the 28 runs that he's given up on the season. So that's the thing for him. If he avoids multiple home runs, he winds up pitching pretty well. And to be honest with you, he's pitched pretty well. In his 41 innings pitch since the start of May, 220 ERA, 374 FIP, did have the foreign substance suspension in that mix as well. But since coming back off of that, six runs allowed on 17 hits and 19 innings pitched. Herman's been pretty sharp all the way around, I would say. And for Tanner Houck, you know, 523 ERA, but the advanced metrics looking a bit better for him. 386 expected ERA, 430 FIP. 
Uh, gave up two runs on three hits over six innings to the Yankees six days ago. Both of the runs coming via solo shots. I do like both of these pitchers a little bit. I did think actually about an under nine and a half, which is a very scary proposition at Fenway Park. But, you know, the Yankees bullpen has been used a lot here lately. So that's a little bit of a concern. Also, Boston's bullpen over the last week or so has struggled over the last two weeks to 30 days. They've been pretty good. So we'll see what they do here. But I think this game lined pretty fairly. I think the bigger thing is that I'm looking at Tanner Houck as a guy to bet as we go forward here. Just not able to get to it in today's start. The Blue Jays and the Rangers. Toronto, pretty sizable road favorite here. Minus 145, total of nine against Texas. This is Kevin Gaussman and Martin Perez. And Gaussman, 312 ERA, 347 expected ERA, 258 FIP, and 86 and two-thirds. He's been weird this season because he's had three really big blow-ups. And he's allowed six or more runs three times this season out of his 14 starts, accounting for 22 of the 35 runs that he's allowed. But he's also had five starts of at least six innings and shutout baseball. So when he's bad, he's really bad. When he's good, he's really good. So it's difficult to bet into a guy like that, especially because the strikeout numbers, some of the peripherals, they're going to cause him to be a pretty big favorite here uh, in a lot of these outings. So, you know, it's kind of difficult to get a feel for when you want to bet on him, when you want to stay away from him. I will say pretty good lineup here that he's facing with the Texas Rangers. So we'll see if he bounces back off of a tough outing against the Twins last time out. And I would have expected him to have some success against the Twins because they swing and miss a ton. But Gaussman only had four strikeouts over four and two thirds in that start. The reason why this is such a big favorite role for Toronto, along with Gaussman's presence, is that Martin Perez has been pretty bad this season. 467 ERA, 514 expected ERA, strikeout percentage down, home run rate up since May 7th, a 669 ERA, 564 FIP and 37 and two thirds. So he's really struggling. The Blue Jays aren't hitting lefties the way that you would expect them to. So we'll see if they do that here today with Perez, uh, but no interest in that game. One game I did have some interest in and really did think about taking here, and if the line keeps coming down, this may be a personal play, not an article play or a podcast play, but it's the Angels and the Royals. Patrick Sandoval, Brady Singer in this one. Sandoval, about a $1.45 favorite, total of 9.5 in this one, and Brady Singer has been awful this season. I mean, simply awful. 11.2% barrel percentage allowed, 55.1% hard hit percentage, 658 ERA on the year here for Singer. He's just not locating, and the opposition is hitting virtually everything hard. And the thing about it is we haven't seen too many signs of life either from Singer. Most of his starts have just outright been bad. So that's something that's definitely a problem for him as we go forward here throughout the remainder of the season. Just not a whole lot of signs that he can turn this around. Had a couple of decent starts against the Rockies and the Nationals, but then last time out, Got hit all over the yard by Baltimore once again. And the Angels do have a top 10 offense against righties. So I did really give them a lot of thought today, especially because I think Patrick Sandoval is better than what his numbers suggest. 452 ERA, 447 expected ERA. He's given up a little bit of, you know, of uh, I guess I would say bad luck from a sequencing standpoint to have a low left on base percentage, which is a thing that happens with the angels because they're not a great defensive team. 
But Sandoval this season, 34.9% hard hit percentage, 7.2% barrel rate. Both of those are exceptional. 12% swinging strike rate, but he doesn't have the strikeouts to show for it. It's been weird for Sandoval that I think he's sitting on a lot of positive regression here. And maybe I'll regret not adding the Angels to the card for today. Uh, But the one thing I worry about, that was a really big emotional series win over Texas last night. They walked the bases loaded in the ninth. We were on the Rangers in that game. Walked the bases loaded. The, The Rangers, all they got was another bases loaded walk. And that was it. That was the only run they scored in that inning. So the Angels held on Shohei Otani with another masterful performance. Um, The only thing I worry about is Otani getting a day off or Trout getting a day off, something like that, coming off of such a big series. Maybe that happens Saturday or Sunday here instead, but couldn't make a play in that one, although I do think the Angels are the side here. And now that they're down to minus 145 as the low point at DraftKings, that might be worth a play. They were minus 155, minus 160, most of the morning, and that one came down a little bit. I think the Angels at this point could be worth a bit of a look. We'll take a short break here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets and come back with a look at the rest of the card and my two plays for Friday. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for the show. The Tigers and the Twins. Not much to say about this game because the Tigers have not yet named a starter, but Mason Englert and Tyler Alexander, neither guys pitched since Monday. So I would anticipate those two guys a big part of the game plan here today as the Tigers take on Joe Ryan and the Twins. Moving over to the interleague side of things, because I have a play on White Sox and Mariners, the Reds and the Astros, Andrew Abbott, JP France in this one. Some love for the Reds here. A little bit late this morning. They're up to a, uh, or they're down to, excuse me, a plus 140, plus 150 dog in this one. Total of eight and a half. Abbott has not yet allowed a run in his two starts, over 11 and two-thirds innings pitched. However, he's walked seven, allowed an average exit velocity of 94 miles per hour, and a 50% hard hit percentage. So Abbott is a negative regression candidate in a pretty big way. Also, just a 7.1% swinging strike percentage over his two starts. Hitters aren't really chasing. Some team is going to catch up with Abbott, and it could very well be the Astros here tonight. Eighth start of the season for JP France, 354 ERA, 423 expected ERA, 498 FIP, and 40 and two thirds. France has given up a lot of home runs here so far. That's been the big issue for him. Seven homers in his seven starts. His last five starts, though, are all over the place. Given up six, one, four, one, and three earned runs in those five starts. Walked six last time out against Cleveland in six and two thirds. Also gave up seven hits. Still managed to only give up three runs. Um, I think that this is a game where we could see some offense here. This total down to eight and a half, I think, is a little bit more palatable than when it was up at nine. So that's another one that I came kind of close with and, and maybe a little bit of a lean here. The Reds and Astros over eight and a half. Maybe a bet that I make personally. Uh, and also for the Reds, I mean, you know, again, their bullpen is so dependent on whether or not Alexis Diaz is good to go. He's fine. But you know, the middle relief guys, I think a bit of a concern for the Reds still. And those are guys that could come into this game. So at eight and a half, that one may be worth a look on the over on, in fact, seeing you know a lot of minus 110 out there in that one. So I may end up ultimately adding the Angels at a minus 145 or so price and this eight and a half in this Reds and Astros game. A couple of plays that I think are pretty interesting here for today, but not officially plays for the podcast or the article guardians and diamondbacks, Tristan McKenzie, Zach Gallen in this one, really good pitching matchup here. Although McKenzie, one good start, one bad start struck out 10 over five innings against the twins in his 2023 debut, then gave up five runs on seven hits to the Astros. And the thing about the Astros is that they're a very aggressive offense. They swing early in the count. I kind of like offenses that do this because in today's high strikeout environment, when you get to two strikes, things are a lot tougher. The Astros swung very early in the count, jumped on McKenzie in the first inning. Will Arizona attempt to do the same thing? I think it's a pretty interesting storyline for this game here. But Gallon is an interesting guy, too. 309 ERA, 395 expected, 240 FIP. High BABIP of 326, hard hit percentage of 46.3%. Over his last five starts, Gallon's got a 467 ERA in 27 innings pitched. And in those last five starts, a 52.2% hard hit percentage. So he hasn't been very sharp 
over his last five starts here. McKenzie, a bit of an unknown, tough handicap, I think, in this one with the Diamondbacks, but a dollar forty favorite and a total of eight. Phillies and the A's. Philadelphia, a decent-sized road favorite here, minus 130, minus 135, although that's a pretty short number when taking on Oakland. Total of eight or eight and a half for this one. It's J.P. Sears and Taiwan Walker. I like J.P. Sears. I like J.P. Sears at the Coliseum. I don't like J.P. Sears in this start, though. He's given up 14 home runs on the season, 12.2% barrel rate. He's a fly ball guy. The thing about the Phillies Their offense has gotten going. They're a top five offense here in the month of June. Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, all these guys hitting for power again now. Trey Turner's coming around after really struggling, coming out of an incredible performance in the World Baseball Classic. It seems like every key contributor has gotten hot for the Phillies here. That's a bit of a concern going up against Sears and that home run issue that he has. But Taiwan Walker is just not a guy that I want to bet on. 467 ERA, 487 FIP. Has worked 12 straight scoreless innings, so he's pitched a little bit better in his last two starts. But it's a tough profile. I'm not a big believer in Taiwan Walker. Interesting game, though, because let's see how the A's respond. You know, they had that big emotional early part of the week. Now things kind of going back to status quo a little bit for them. And Excuse me, the Phillies, a team that's performing really, really well offensively at this point in time last game I don't have a play on as we head out to Petco Park the Rays and the Padres this one's virtually a pick them here coin flip type of game total of either seven and a half or eight depending on where you look Shane McClanahan and you Darvish so an excellent pitching matchup here McClanahan 218 ERA 356 FIP and 14 starts over 82 and two-thirds he's got a left on base percentage over 90 percent that's why the ERA is so low Obviously, a guy with a high strikeout rate, elite-level stuff. He can sustain a high left-on-base percentage, but over 90%, that's a pretty big ask, I think, in a lot of ways. So that's one where I'm looking at that game and sort of expecting, you know, maybe McClanahan to have a little bit of difficulty in that spot. As far as the Darvish side of this handicap goes here for the Padres, you know, Darvish, 430 ERA, 377 FIP, 69 innings pitched. Look, he's not really pitching all that well, though. 485 ERA since that Mexico City start at the end of April. Gave up seven runs against the Yankees three starts ago. He's had two starts with four runs allowed. One of them was at Coors Field, and of course that's going to happen. But, you know, Darvish hasn't been super sharp here. McClanahan has been. Thought maybe I would be interested in the Rays in this game. But, you know, the Rays, while they're still playing fairly well, you know, that hot start that they got off to is really doing a lot of the heavy lifting for them. So I don't know. I think this is a really interesting game, really interesting series, especially because, as I talked about on some previous shows here, uh, the Padres with that very low batting average with runners in scoring position, you know, that's something that should positively regress here at some point. And they did have a good offensive series against Cleveland. So maybe we're starting to see some of that. And maybe that happens today with McClanahan and that super high left on base percentage. But That's one of those games that I thought, uh, you know, I think it's just a little bit too close to call. All right, so what about the two plays that I do have for today? We start in the National League, the Brewers and the Pirates, Rich Hill, Julio Tehran. I'm going to take the Pirates here at a short dog price in this one. The Brewers have dropped six in a row. They're not playing well at all. The Pirates have lost three in a row themselves. They're not playing particularly well. 
But the Brewers are terrible against lefties. They've been awful against lefties all season long here. They are 29th in weighted on base average at 286. Only Colorado is worse. Milwaukee is a 28.5% strikeout percentage in that split. So this is one where I think Rich Hill actually matches up pretty well against the Brewers in this one. And for Julio Tehran, I mean, great story, right? 148 ERA in his 24 and a third innings pitched, but he's running an almost 90% left on base percentage, 18% strikeout rate. That's just not going to sustain a really high left on base percentage here. The Pirates are a top 10 offense in the month of June. Offensively, they've been pretty good. Uh, it's just been some of the other things. Their starting pitching's kind of failed them a little bit. But I think Hill, you know, who had a couple of – he had a rocky start a few starts ago, but he's had a couple of good starts now, made some nice adjustments. That's what he does. I mean, he's got a lot of wherewithal as a pitcher in his mid-40s here in this league. So it seems like he's kind of corrected whatever that minor issue was. And I like this Pirates bullpen. And David Bednar and Dory Moretta both in better spots here now that they've had a few days off of late. So the Pirates, worth a play here, minus 105 – out there that's predominantly the number you can find a few cents better but I do like the Pirates at a dog price against the Brewers and the other one here is a first five total and this will be between the White Sox and the Mariners Michael Kopech and Brian Wu out there at T-Mobile Park Wu's debut didn't go as planned gave up six runs on seven hits to the Rangers but a better outing against the Angels last time out two runs on four hits struck out seven and four and two thirds Wu is a guy that misses a lot of bats he did so at double A. He's doing so already at the big league level. But the thing about those first two starts, the Rangers are third in Woba against righties. The Angels are seventh or ninth. The White Sox are 27th. So this is a big step down for Brian Wu in this start. And I think he can have some success here against this Chicago lineup. Roof should be closed in Seattle with the threat of rain. Cooler day should be one of those days where the ball doesn't really carry a whole lot there at T-Mobile Park. But how about the turnaround from Michael Kopech? 403 ERA does have the 529 FIP, but over his last six starts, a 2 ERA, 297 FIP. He's only given up three homers in that span and struck out 49 in 36 innings pitched. And in those six starts for Kopech, hard hit percentage of just 29.7%. So he's faced the Astros, Royals, Guardians, Angels, Tigers, and Marlins. In that stretch, the Mariners are not a great offensive team, even with the park-adjusted metrics. They're 23rd in Woba against righties, and they have the third-highest strikeout rate at 25.3%. So I think Kopech can keep it rolling here. So it's the first five, under four, minus 105 in this White Sox and Mariners game. So the first five under four, White Sox and Mariners, and then the Pirates at a short dog price against the Brewers, the two plays for today. That'll wrap up this week on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated. And again, make sure you head over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to check out the offers for that 2023 NFL betting guide, which comes out on June 29th. So that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'll be back again on Monday with another edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. 
I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.